So, um, a very warm welcome to everyone. <coughs> My name is Rodney, and this is Arena. And we'll be uh, leading the retreat this weekend. And really appreciate people spending a long holiday where they could be doing anything they wanted to do. And they decided, you all have decided to come and continue a very difficult journey. The quietness that, as we were sitting there together, <coughs> is really the basis on our being together this weekend. That womb of stillness that we can return to, that is always at hand as we quiet down, as we develop a different relationship with ourselves. We become less reactive, less programmed. And that offers new potential, new possibilities. You know, this weekend is the Memorial Day weekend retreat. Memorial Day being the day that we honor those who have gone before us and died. Traditionally the military, I think, but it need not be so. It can be all of those ancestors that have come and gone. My own work is very much with hospice. I have been working the last decade in hospice uh, work, different capacities, and have found that the concept of death and dying has been a very enlivening and participating and appreciating theme to use in my own life. And for us to look at that, the fact that this is a Memorial Day weekend, the fact that the theme of of death can be used to really enhance our own life in a way that we may not be jolted to seeing in any other capacity except through death. For it teaches us something. It teaches us that the time here on earth is very precious and that it may be relatively short. It teaches us that there is an urgency to life and participating in it directly, that we may be delaying thinking that we'll live forever. It's hard to tell somebody who has weeks to months to live that they can wait to do things they know differently. And that urgency brings its own power, its own influence, It brings its own sincerity 
And I hope that this week, weekend, we can bring that kind of gentle urgency to bear upon our lives. We don't know how many more opportunities there will be to come together and, and sit in quietude. And each moment of our life is very precious. How to use that preciousness? What is the best way what is the best way to live knowing that we're going to die without panic or fear? What does death teach us about how to live? I've been with countless people on their deathbed. One woman was uh, in her mid-40s here in Massachusetts and she had a house that overlooked the shore in Marshfield, south of Boston. And she said, you know, I've seen the sunrise reflect on the ocean many, many times over the course of my years living here. But it's only since I've had cancer that I've appreciated the beauty of what that sunrise means. To live with appreciation, to live with a full and rich heart, that's very much the theme of this weekend. The disciples said to him, Tell us who you are so that we can trust you. Jesus said, You search for me through heaven and earth, but you don't know the one who is right before your eyes because you don't know how to search into this very moment. Let's not miss, miss Christ in front of our eyes. This weekend is very much about opening up and understanding this moment in a different way. It's the vital connecting link between ourselves and life. The richness of our experience is there. And not to rest and take for granted what has been said to us. In the brochure we wrote this weekend up to be one of investigating and looking and inquiring. It requires a mind that doesn't settle for old explanations about things, but is willing to go into and look deeply to discover who we are, what our problems are, and face them to go head-on right through our emotional difficulties, our pain, to look at our usual tendencies towards avoidance, to face ourselves 
And as you go through this weekend, you will be asking yourself many times why I've put myself through this. And really, the screams inside, wanting to turn her away, is because we don't want to look at ourselves. It's a way to avoid ourselves, a way to turn away, to stop having to face who we are. And yet, what we're left with is just this. It's interesting sometimes people come into spiritual practice thinking that there'll be some sort of transformation which will take them away from who they are and make them some saintly being. And it doesn't happen. That's not the process of real inner transformation. It comes through facing ourselves and opening to who we already are and perceiving that in a different way. And then there is true transformation. The other is not liking ourselves and wanting to be different. The other is opening to who we already are and allowing that space so that we can be much greater than our self-definitions. And as we begin to look and tune in to the different aspects of our mind and body experience, we learn how to listen. We learn how to see. We learn how to feel. We become alive and sensitive. I was next door uh, this afternoon. Somebody was performing a Japanese tea, a Japanese tea ceremony, which I had never taken a part of. <coughs> and there's a way to be the perfect guest and the perfect host. And you don't just gobble the tea, you drink it slowly, and then you look at the bowl, and you admire the bowl and the shape of it, and the utensils, and you, your conversation is, is done with awareness. And the whole thing has a richness to it, through the sensitivity of not just coming in, grabbing your donut and coffee at the local store and walking out of getting in your car and going to work or whatever our usual morning habits are but the cultivation of that quality of sensitivity of being able to listen to ourselves of being able to see things that are usually below our level of perception because we don't take time there's really nothing we have to do this weekend except take time Take time with the restlessness, with the grief, with the pain, with the joy. Take time with the whole range of what it means to be a human being. Appreciating that in ways that we never have before. Owning ourselves for the first time 
That's what the weekend is about. And we'll have time to share together in groups. And we'll have time for questions and answers and talks. And all of that really has to do with redirecting ourselves back inward, not losing the focus of this weekend. Inward directedness. And that's why we will all be in silence, not to impose some sort of harsh discipline, but because it's the best tool for keeping our focus inside. And besides that, it's kind of nice not to have to chit-chat. It's a time also to be outdoors and to listen to the sound of the bird, the touch of the wind on our cheek, to appreciate the changing colors as the morning turns into a day and back into night. To walk is a participation, to walk in participation with nature. To be in it, to be among it, to be it. To tune ourselves back home. Back, who, back to who we are. <clears throat> so, I wish all of us a growthful weekend together and look forward to spending time with each one of you in some capacity or other. It is also a great honor for me as well to be here with you all. An honor because I feel this is a time which demands the best of us. Rodney mentioned this weekend being a weekend dedicated to those who've died during the wars. But in the last weeks, many have died in wars here in the United States some fast deaths and some slow deaths. We live in a time which is rampant with ignorance, with hatred, and with greed. And so it is really an honor for me to be here with you for being here is about our vision 
of another way to be. Being here, whether it's conscious or not so conscious, intuitive, or just something that pulled us, feels to me to be about connecting with our heart, connecting with a sense of a deeper purpose of being that Rodney talked about. It is about touching that inner vision that we have, our potential to more fully realize all of who we are. We each have it in our hearts, that vision that pulled us here this weekend, that vision that speaks to us of the freedom of being, that vision which speaks to us of knowing what is true about ourselves and about life all around us, that vision that speaks to us of a deep compassion for ourselves and other beings, that vision that speaks of an open heart, of equanimity and of joy. That vision too that is able to hold all that is difficult. The parts of ourselves that we don't like. The parts of life outside of us that we don't like. Our vision, too, does it not, calls us and asks us, can we open up to all of it? Can we hold all of it and not reject, not split off, not blame, not judge? Can we hold it, the shadow side? the ugly sisters in the Cinderella story. Can our vision open to hold it all? Being here, it feels like to me, is the most sacred journey that we can ever take in our lives. For it is about realizing this vision in the traditional Buddhist terminology, it is called taking refuge in the Buddha. It is deeply believing that we have a potential and that this potential can unfold. And that it can unfold in a lawful way we don't have to do anything exotic. We don't have to bow down 20 times to a guru. This unfolding, this realizing of our potential can come about through our own efforts. Through our own efforts. 
each one of us here is good enough, has all that it needs to take to realize our deeper vision. And it is in coming back to ourselves, redirecting ourselves, Rodney called it, coming back to be with ourselves, to be present with ourselves, to meet ourselves, moment after moment, to cultivate that quality of awareness that each one of us has, but sometimes it's not so strong, to become aware, to be there for ourselves. Sounds easy. And sometimes it's not so easy. But the beauty of it is that it's possible. Taking refuge in the Dharma, in the truth which comes from being totally open and clearly present with ourselves moment to moment. We have the gift of a vision that we carry and we have the gift of our own means of realization. We also have the gift here this weekend of being in a community of being with each other. It would be very different if each of us was alone with this vision, but we're not. We have the gift of community, the support of each other, presence here, and also not just the support, but something that is so special. We have a community which is dedicated to non-harming. It is rare these days to come together with so many people and to be safe, to know deeply that there is a commitment to non-harming, that there is a commitment to the precepts which we will be invited to take of not taking what is not given, that is, of not stealing, of not lying or using harsh language. In this context, it is being silent. Of refraining from sexual intimacy or connection while we're here. Of not taking intoxicants or mind-altering substances. To be in a community that is committed to non-harming, that is committed to the support of this unfolding of our vision. To be in a community where we have spiritual friends who can give us guidance. These are very special gifts and a deep refuge we can take and go to.
it's traditional to mark the entrance of the sacred time together for us as a community to take these refuges and precepts. And so I would like to invite us all to do this. Take a moment and allow a connection to happen to that vision to that intuition of our possibility for reaching freedom. May we take refuge in this. May we be able to keep coming back to this as our safe space. as our inspiration for this weekend. Taking refuge in the Buddha. Allow a connection to to happen to taking refuge in the Dharma to the process of becoming present, to meeting ourselves, to inquiring into the true nature of ourselves, to the unfolding of this truth, allowing that connection to happen and taking refuge in it safe and very deep and healing refuge. And finally, taking refuge in our community, in the support in the guidance and in the safety knowing this indeed is a safe place to take refuge. In this refuge, allow there to be the acceptance of the guidelines, an invitation to non-harming, May I refrain from harming all of life. A little insect or something bigger. This weekend, may I refrain from harming life. May I refrain from speech and keep silence. May I refrain from not taking what is not given. May I refrain from sexual misconduct in this case from all sexual connection. May I refrain from taking intoxicants or mind-altering substances. 
Thank you. Included also in the precept of uh, silence is not reading. See if you can refrain from reading if you happen to bring some books with you. Um, I'd like uh, I'd like to invite us to do a bit of movement. You, I know you've been um, sitting for a while and you're probably tired, so just to take a few moments to stretch and then we'll um, then we'll do our first sitting together. So let's stand up. Stand here. Feel the your feet on the ground. See if it's possible to give to give your weight over a little bit more into the support the ground is giving. And then allow the arm, one of your arms to be lifted up. See if you can feel the feelings that arise from the movement. Let it be stretched up and over. And returning. Letting your body move in its own rhythm. And the other side, allowing yourself to be there for it, feeling that stretch over to the side. Allow the cheek to hang into it. Notice if your stomach is relaxed and your buttocks, and then returning. Allow the head to be pulled down towards the ground as though a string were pulling it, feeling the spine unravel. Coming to a free hanging. Can you allow it a little more without pushing? And slowly allowing for the return journey, feeling each of the vertebrae return.
underlying the standing. Allow the head to drop to one of the shoulders. Check to see if the stomach has contracted or not. Allow the eyes to be part of the hanging. And slowly allow the head to rotate to the other shoulder. Letting it happen all the way to the front. Returning to the upright position. And then starting at the other shoulder and allowing it to rotate again. Are you there with it? See if you are. There's different feelings. And then returning. Just let yourself shake. see if the effect of that, what happens when we bring our mind to ourselves using movement as the means for connection. Just notice. Good, so thank you. So now we'll come to a sitting. practice that we'll be doing this weekend is a, a grounded one. It teaches you how to shake hands, to say hello, to listen, to connect, to be with. It's of the earth. It's rooted in the earth. Both feet are on the ground. You know what you are and who you are. Your place is there comes from stability, from firmness, from the quality of the earth. Sitting comfortably with our back straight and to check to see if your back is straight, make sure that your chin and your navel are in a straight line. Your hands can be wherever they feel comfortable and in such a position that allow your shoulders to be open so that you're facing life. The posture really mirrors our, our inward positioning. If we're slumped, then it's probably a mental slump as well. If we're straight, open, relaxed, then that is also echoed in the mind.
The image is to be relaxed, to be settled in, to be physically tensionless, and it might be useful just to scan your body for any areas of tension, relaxing those areas, most frequently the forehead and around the eyes, the jaw, the neck and the shoulders. the abdomen. It should move involuntarily with each breath, rising on the in-breath and falling on the exhalation. The mind should be soft and relaxed, allowing the day's activities to recede in memory. Don't worry about the gas burner you left on. Bringing our attention from the external body parts to the movement of our breath. Placing our attention on the experience of breath. The feeling of breathing. What is the experience of breath? How do we know that we breathe? Again and again, our minds will be caught up in thinking about the breath or other things, be traveling far distances, letting all that go, and just reconnecting with this moment as expressed through breathing. And as our mind leaves our breath to get lost in thinking, to gently, ever so gently, like you were picking up a small bird and putting it back in its nest, we return to the breathing. Without ambition, without self-condemnation, without struggle, we merely begin again. Because that is an expression of life. 
And it is our job this weekend to listen to life, to touch it, to experience it again, perhaps for the first time. And this is life in the form of breath. Our mind soft, body relaxed. Noticing the breath. opening to the awareness that is already present. Thoughts may arise, seeing through the thoughts and touching the breath. Sounds may arise, 
allowing those to take the background. Our foreground experience is just the experience of breathing. What we'll be doing is applying our attention throughout the day to our experience of what it means to be alive. When we sit for the first part of this retreat, we'll be focusing on the experience of breath, and that will, we will open that up over the course of this weekend to include our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, our body sensations, sounds, every perception can be included under the umbrella of our attention. And when we're moving, we'll be aware of ourselves in movement, as you were when we stood up a few minutes ago keeping the focus on the body as it moves through space, grounded in the physical. And we'll be talking more about walking meditation tomorrow. But to use this mind and body as the focus for a week-end-long meditation practice. It is the object that we're going to be studying and looking and seeing if we are who we think we are. If we've held ourselves in check somehow by our fear, or by our emotional packaging, maybe there's more to us than we think. This is a practice of endless possibilities and endless potentials. And it is an endless trip into the depth of what that Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.